0: Uh, our third episode, we're um, uh, talking to Brendan Henry Rodriguez. Brendan is a casting director and a producer and used to be an actor in front of camera. And I met um, uh, you, Brendan, first time in Sherry Shaw's uh, Power, Hour, <clears throat> Power Hour workshops. And I really love those, by the way. We'll link those uh, at the bottom uh, of the video. And I got an impression that I wanted to talk to you further because my first impression was. Here's a guy with a really easy and nice energy, great beard, and makes it really that's easy. For- uh? I was like, "Fuck you, man!" <laughs> no, it was me being jealous of you, man, and your beard, um, and just somebody who makes it really simple for the actors to uh, to work. And I thought that's a cool guy. I want to talk to him at some point. But as um, as a casting director. You know, how important are the first impressions that an actor makes when you just see them, be it a self-tape or somebody walks in?
1: I think all of life first impressions are extremely important. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they really do set a tone for everything. Uh, you know, like if I have an actor come into my room and audition for a certain role and they nail it, like you remember them forever. Or even if they don't nail it, but they did a really good job on it, but they or a great job on it, but they just aren't that character you remember them but you know if you have somebody who comes in and you've never read them before whether they're just starting off in acting or they've been doing it for a while if they're coming in and auditioning for something and and you know they're giving your office attitude or giving your assistant attitude or you know they're making excuses on why they're not off book or to why like you, you remember all that stuff you remember all that stuff like there's maybe two or three actors who I will never read again in my entire life. I don't care um, because they were extremely rude to, to my assistant one time and, and that's never going to, I don't care who you are or what you think you are, but it's never going to fly with me.
0: Yeah, makes sense. And uh, again, um, kind of doing prep for the interview, um, I, I wanted to see if my initial impression of you was the, the correct one. And I started doing some research and I uh, was listening to an interview you did just last week with Ashley on the Ash uh, Tava Show. Uh, great interview. We're going to link that as well below this video. And I kind of started to see, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm, uh, what I was sensing before when you were talking, um, you know, about what's happening with the actors right now and during COVID time. And should they stay busy or should they just see how it feels to them? I'm like, yeah, that's that guy. And then I came across um, uh, the pictures uh, that you put uh, on uh, on Instagram with you and True, and the way you look at True, that was it. It was like my initial impression. Your interview
1: and that look solidified <laughs> it. You're you're just a soulful guy. Does tell me more about this look. This is good. I want to hear about this. True's gonna love to hear about this. So I, I, I yeah, yeah on, go on. on. True. Listening, True, listen to this. Yeah, true, true, so it's
0: in the last photo. Uh, there were uh, i think there were six uh, six pictures in that set that were posted six or seven and the last photo is the one that really got me true is looking straight into the camera with the baseball glove and you're looking down uh, um, you know at her and um just the kind of the love and the um, the kindness in your eyes that was it i'm like yeah that. that's that's cool. what i saw and I think that's why you know this is not a question. This is a long, you know, winded statement. But uh, I think that must inform the the way that you're kind of running your show and the reason why you want to um, work with actors and you want to be nice to people because that's who you are. You're not going to be that judgmental ass I have because
1: that's not what you're about. Not at all. No, no judgment inside. No judgment on self tapes. No judgment inside uh, the the inside the room either if you're if you're coming in to read I just that's a room of fun it's a room of creativity so creativity can never be judged uh creativity can only be creativity can only be supported and and loved and nurtured um you you can't judge creativity otherwise it just becomes it yeah it becomes jaded so you know uh, I I guess there is a level though you know again if someone comes in and I no, there's not. I was going to say if someone comes in as a jerk to my staff, then that's one thing of being judged. But that's not being judged on your creativity. That's being judged on your character. So, um, so, yeah, you can't you can't judge creativity.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and I understood that and kind of uh, doing all that research. Um, you started in front of the camera. You were an actor before you switched to uh, to casting. Um, was there anything? With, uh, you know, being behind the camera now and going through the casting process, what resonated more with you than being the actor, how you started out?
1: You know what it was, I was able to, I was, you know, I had gone to so many auditions um, and where you felt those cold rooms where actors talk about where you go in and sometimes the associates, or the casting director doesn't even look at you, uh, gives you no emotion, doesn't help you with anything on the sides, just these really cold, blank stares and cold rooms, and I, I never, you know, it, it was it was a, uh, I, I just, I never understood why casting directors did that, and now, being a casting director, I, now, I still, even more so now, I'm more like, how dumb were these casting directors and associates for doing this, because, all they're doing is wasting their time and doing these actors a disservice because they're, that that person right in front of them who showed up and prepared and ready to do something and to be creative and to show them a choice that could have been it that could have been the person. Um, but now I've learned that there's a lot of politics and maybe they had some offer out on something or while that was happening and they knew it was just wasn't ever gonna be. But like regardless. If you did do that, which I'm not a fan of doing that, but people do it anyways, um, that that could be an actor that you could see be used in the future for something. Um, and also just be a goddamn good human, and they're showing up and took time, two, three days, however many days it was, to prep something for you. So give them that respect.
0: Makes sense. Um, and is that what you found that kind of resonated of, yeah, I want to stay behind the camera because I like creating that atmosphere or what was it that kind of drove the change.
1: Yeah, I like creating that atmosphere 100%, but at the same time I really fell in love with with building the puzzle, like being part of a team that, you know, we we all have a section of a puzzle to build and like having like my little corner piece being built and being like cool. All right, great, you know, and then At the end of it, during a premiere, or whenever it comes out, to be able to sit back and watch the entire puzzle be built is a really beautiful thing. I love that process.
0: Yeah, and um, again, I uh, talked to a number of casting directors and taking workshops with them, and you hear over and over again that, hey guys, I'm not the one making the decision, right? I I kind of bring people in and they can make some recommendations, but the producer, the director, whoever, and network and the going on from there. They're the ones who are making the decision. So does it bother you in any way that you're going through creation of this atmosphere and you bring in the right people who you think are going to be the right fit? And then you make the recommendation and then sometimes it doesn't go that way. Does it, does
1: it sit with you or you, know, you let it go? Yeah, look, you know, it's like at the end of the day, you have to let it go. But you, as casting directors, you you, and, 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 and in this profession in general, probably in any profession in life, you pick your battles. You know, like if there's somebody that I am just so adamant on, knows so right for the role, think they did such a great job, like I will fight for that actor. Whether it's a name that we're we're making an offer to, or someone that auditioned for the part and got the call back and did all, I, I, however the whoever whatever it is. Um, If it's someone that I believe will forever make the film or project or show better, you bet your ass I will fight for that. There's no doubt. That's what people pay me to do. They don't pay me just to go, okay, like they pay me to give my opinion on why this person's right and why I feel this person might be wrong. Um, But at the end of the day, they know just like I do that um, it is their decision, so I will live which, with whatever they decide. With um, I'm not gonna be combative by that. Uh, it just might be one of those things where I'm like, oh, I wish it was this, but it's 95% of the time, it's not really like that. Usually, I work with most of the teams I've worked with have been very, um, we've been very in sync and on the same page. Some more than others. Uh, yeah. But you know it's a most smart producers are very open minded producers they're very open to hearing ideas and wanting to hear new ideas and ideas that they haven 't thought of or the director or writer hasn't thought of so um yeah no there's no yeah, you might just be like, ah, man, I wish it was this person, but it 's never anything too crazy.
0: And have you ever had, and this getting a little more technical in it, but have you had situations where I've heard of this from other casting directors where some newer directors are coming in or some uh, producers with a big are coming in and you're trying to, you know, run that uh, that session and the person does something. And then the director's like, no, I really need to see this way. And then they start uh, inserting themselves into it where you're like, okay, do you can I do my job can you can you let me uh,
1: you know, do what I'm supposed to be doing yeah look you know if i'm if I'm at a director producer session though yeah that's exactly what it's called uh, you know I'm there for the director you know uh I'm there for him or her to be able to explore those those scenes and uh, explore the creativity uh with the actor everything I've done up to that point has been able to minimize any hiccups or minimize any big doubts um onto why this person shouldn't be in the role uh they're there so we myself the actor actress we've played around with the material we've we've explored it many different ways we've talked about it and now they're there to play with the director who ultimately is going to be the person uh, who's going, they're going to be working with, uh, whether it be for 10 years on a television show or, you know, three or five, three to five weeks on a, on a feature. So, um, again, I, I have to, you have to have trust with all your directors. If it's a first time director, um, which I have worked with, most are pretty open to asking if I have, after they get done doing a scene, if that, there's anything that maybe I could add to asking the actor to see or play in a different way. That happens a lot. Um, I always think, again, that the, the best creatives are the ones that trust in the team, that trust in the process. Um, and so I, I, most of the directors I've worked with have always been open to working with an actor at a director producer session and then they might look to me and go hey Brandon do you have anything that you want to see or add to this or ask them to do you know Uh, and then if I feel that is something that I need that director to see Mm -hmm. uh, or to make sure so that actor I know can get to that point um, when it comes to day of filming because the biggest thing I want is when my actors show up on set for my directors to feel 100% confident that they know they made the right choice.
0: No, it's perfect. Thank you. Um, you. You talk about teamwork a lot and you talk about that collaborative process. Um, has that you know, inspired you to go into producing and to go into directing because you've done that as well? You know, what kind of spurred you to go in
1: that direction in addition to your casting duty? Well, producing, look, and, and indie film producing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or indie film casting in, in a way uh, can be producing. Sometimes there's no financing attached at all um, to films when uh, when I come on board, um, and reps know that you got to be upfront about it. You can't you can't lie about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially now with COVID, it's even more difficult because things are ever changing and you never know who's going to be doing what or when when the business is going to open. Um, same with agents and managers, you know, they at the end, they have an agent title, a manager title, but there's a level of producing that goes into all of that. They're producing and helping these people's careers. They're helping these films. They're helping, you know, package potentially films together. And, you know, if you get one or two pieces from an agency that they can help, you know, with the rest of the film and all that in my mind uh, is producing. There's also moments where I could come onto a project and they're like, we're still interviewing DPs, director of photography. And I'm like, well, I know some really great ones because I've worked with, so many amazing ones over the time um you know things of that nature so um you know connecting dots of of people like I, i've worked with so many independent producers and independent financers to where it's like if they need a chunk i can help bring this to that so there's just a lot of different facets that you know over a decade of being behind the camera you just get to meet a bunch of individuals and again it's just really great when you can click with people who are really good at what they do in their individual um, departments, and you just try to bring really great creative people together with other really great creative people together, and and see if they mesh. So,
0: makes sense. And again, it's it's all about you continuing to work with people and building that puzzle. I like it. Um, yeah because you've done all these things right so you went from acting into into casting and then you've expanded into other areas uh, from casting do you see yourself now as i am uh in casting this is my primary other things are of interest and i'm going to kind of uh you know uh do them when i can but my primary is casting or do you see yourself evolving into doing more producing and directing and going into those areas
1: yeah i think um I think inadvertently with casting, uh, it's, again, it's kind of a little bit tied in with producing. Um, but it's something that I love. Like, I mean, I do love producing. I think it's, and the producers I've worked with who I, who I love, like, um, you know, I've learned so much from. Um, I don't think anyone should ever say that they just want to be one thing, especially in this business. I don't think you are just one thing anymore. Um, I mean, you look at George Clooney, Reese Witherspoon, you know, you you know, you talk these actors who have production companies and, you know, Seth Rogen that's co-writing a project while then, you know, producing this other one. And, you know, so I just think it's just like starring another. I just think it's one of those things where I love casting. I know that Um, it's something that I will always love and be a part of and want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't. (laughs) <laughs> those allergies again um it's something that it's something that again I love but I know I'm open to possibilities for like exploring other things and not just be just because from the creative aspect like I've written two short films that you know I want to self-produce and, and direct you know and um, at some point but for no other reason <laughs> All right, you got them too. I was next, <laughs> yeah, but for no other reason to to do these short films, to produce and direct them for just a sheer fact of like wanting to have fun. That's it. There's no other reason for wanting to do it. I just want to be creative. I just want to create something. I just want to work with creative people I've met over the years, um, and I just want to do. I just want to tell stories. I just think telling stories is like a really fun thing, you know. Some some people will like them and some people won't. And I think that's the really cool part about it, so.
0: Yeah, and um, again, the life of a casting director, from what I, I heard, I certainly have no first-hand experience in it, but uh, speaking to them, your life is very hectic. Uh, it, it's <laughs> long hours, it's uh, emotionally, psychologically, and physically draining, it's a lot of pressure. So um, is kind of doing these things, like writing and producing, is that one Adds more variety and more energy to it, or just the casting process itself is enough for you?
1: Say that again. Is the casting so? Say that so, again.
0: casting is draining. The whole casting, the life of a casting director, is draining. So, um, are you energized by the process itself, or do you do these things that you mentioned? Like, I you know, wrote this and I produced that. Is that kind of your outlet to bring in more energy?
1: no Uh, if i just did casting the rest of my life i'd be completely happy i mean every time i read like a script like i say more i say no to more scripts than i say yes to you know and it's so it's it's great when i do get a script and i'm like "I i love this you know and and i mean it can be like i'm casting a film right now um about the, the the 1962 Mets when they came to New York for the first year based off a best-selling novel, I was never a very, I'm not a very big baseball fan, but I love the story. The story is amazing. And, um, and I want to be, I want to help tell it. I want to help build the puzzle to this story. It's something that I think needs to be seen. Um, and so when I get passionate about something, I get passionate about it, you know, whether it's uh from casting or to camping or to traveling somewhere. If I'm passionate uh, about true, you know, when I'm passionate about something, I'm passionate about something. And so I just yeah, I don't know, I just if if it was casting was my my only outlet, I'd be completely fulfilled. The other things are just things that I just enjoy doing. Like I just I just want to learn to write. I just want to learn to direct. I just want to learn these things. You know, it's 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 not something that I'm like, man, I need these outlets because the casting process is so draining on my soul. Like, no, I'm, it's actually quite the opposite. The casting process is so invigorating and, and actually really fun for me that the other two things I'm like, I just, I want to, you know, I'm like excited to try this stuff, you know? so
0: maybe to continue because you like telling that story so if you took one part of that story you found the right people now you want to help you know move it along whether you're producing, producing so it makes sense to me yeah that's very cool um what was a bigger uh again it's it's different elements to it but what was a bigger switch for you as a person kind of a gut feel thing was it bigger going from deciding that you know, that identity that I had as an actor and then saying no, I'm a casting director. Was it that or was it switching from working with a you know talented group of people that you started casting, directing uh, with to saying, no, I'm gonna go out on my own and have my own company?
1: Oh, I mean, it was so much more difficult to go out on my own than for me to have the idea from going from acting to casting. I mean when I was still acting mm-hmm. while casting on my the first project I ever did as an assistant. I mean there was like like I remember my agent would call me and she would say, Hey, we got this audition or da da da. Um and I'd be like, oh I can't make it or oh like can I do it that I, I'm gonna pass. Or I'm just gonna she and you know after the fourth time we had to have a conversation about like well you keep passing on stuff. That was very easy for me to be like, hey I'm gonna focus on casting. But when I left my family, I mean I literally had a family of nine other individuals Uh, We used to call ourselves a Larchmont Ten uh, because we worked out of Larchmont in this beautiful office, and I had three casting—it was like three casting directors, and I think two or three associates, and the rest assistants. And you know, we we just—we were—I mean, we were a family, and so when we did everything, I mean, we did so many things together. Uh, We we cried with each other, we laughed with each other, we. We spoke politics with each other, we got angry at each other, we, we we went to dinner with each other, we would get drunk with each I mean, we did everything with each other. And and so to to leave that family, um that was a much more difficult decision than uh than ever switching from casting from acting to casting.
0: Okay. But it's been um I'm gonna assume and uh or rather ask you a question, has that been the fulfilling part have you been happy with that experience that you actually went and uh, did it
1: of course you know it was the scariest thing ever but I knew that if I didn't do it then it would never happen I would keep finding an excuse to why I shouldn't go out and try this on my own Um, and so I just I I had to do it thinking that I can't fail while knowing you're probably gonna fail (laughs) and I just, it was just something that I just, I, I, you just had to do it. And now looking back on a little over two years that I I've made that leap, um, I'm very fortunate and very thankful and very happy with the support I've had from, uh, producers and agents and managers and directors and writers, um, my, the Casting Society of America, uh, you know, I've, have been, uh, it's just been a very I've been very fortunate and I'm very happy and I hope to continue on this path and um, I think like anybody like we always want to grow as people and we always want to grow in our careers we always want to grow in our mentality we always want to grow in our understanding of life and you know I just hope I keep growing in all those aspects you know including what we're talking about here in casting
0: yeah um Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, You've mentioned uh, kind of working with different types of actors and uh, you're casting different types of actors. Uh, Looking at some of your projects, you've uh, cast uh, some uh, big brand name uh, actors, stars. Is casting for them different? Uh, I would, again, imagine uh, if it's at that level, uh, do you still uh, have to go through the audition process or it's, hey, who can we get And we think
1: these guys are the right fit for it. Yeah, look, you do your research. You know, you you know certain actors at certain level, like you're not especially like say older men and women who've been in this business who are who've been doing this for decades, you know, people that we watch as children growing up that made our love for acting and why we're even here talking about this now possible, you know you yeah you don't you don't ask these individuals to audition of course not you see you know what they've done you know that they could be right for this part and you just make them that offer and hope for them to to read and and connect like you did to the project but maybe in a different way obviously and for them to have questions with the filmmaker and for them to want to jump on a phone call or zoom or skype or whatever uh to discuss the project and the character and how they see it and um, so yeah, uh, that process is different. I mean, that process is is really um, having having the strong material, having uh, all the elements that you believe me myself the casting director believes is really strong from the director, the writer, the producer, the material itself, um, the financing, the amount of money that you can offer. There's a litany of things that you have to say. Hey, this is this looks really good. Uh, to present an offer to somebody, and you have to be excited about that. Um, if you're not excited about it, I, I do believe agents and managers will know that. Yeah. And um, you know, I'll never take a project just for a paycheck. Like I'll never do that. Uh, it's I don't care if the movie's a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar film or if it's a twenty million dollar film. If the words speak to me, I will work within the limitations that I have to help these people put this together the best way that we all can. Um, so the process for finding those bigger name actors is, is really connecting with their uh, point agents and managers and discussing all the details and and, um, and starting there.
0: Yeah, I think again, underlying throughout the whole interview and a lot of your questions is the passion. So if I had to choose one word for you so far, it's passion. Good.
1: Is- good. That's a good. I like that. I I would one hundred percent take that. Yes, you have to. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um,
0: in terms of uh, in terms of something that you just uh, you mentioned, uh, your love of uh, acting. What do you love about actors? Because in the workshop, it was very evident that you love actors and you want to help them out. What is it about actors that you love?
1: Well, I think it's look. I think it's crazy. I mean, growing up for me. I watched so many films that the actors that I grew up watching were such an influence to me in certain characters that they helped me in some way or they made me understand a point of life that they were able to, in some fake reality with all these people around them, doing, you know, all these moving parts, they were able to. thread an idea together and an opinion on something that could really move you. And I don't know. I just think what actors do is is one of the most difficult things anybody could ever do. It is, I, I think it's, it's a crazy lifestyle too. Like you have to think like, you know, fame and fortune, and there's a lot of people who want that and think that that's a really good thing, but I think it would be really hard for someone like me, or for most people, especially now with having, you know, cell phones and stuff, that you could just be at lunch, or you could just be at the airport, or you could just, and then people are just taking a picture of you, or doing this, or doing that, and you have to be so mindful about what everyone's seeing you do, and these things, and yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I think actors are just really cool. I just think that it's like a really cool thing that they, they do. Yeah.
0: Um, It's you, you, the last uh, bit you mentioned about, you know, uh, people everywhere uh, trying to talk to you, take your photos. I, I don't have any of that experience, but I, I saw it from just my side. I'm an actor uh, and, you know, I try not to be a uh, fanboy. But I went to uh, Universal Studios um, uh, last year with my kids and I'm walking around and we're walking into one of the establishments in the Harry Potter world and I see Terry Crews and I am immediately like, Terry Crews, hello. And fortunately, I didn't run up to him and try to hug him or anything, but um, my son wanted to take uh, an autograph or do a picture with him. And he's, uh, we were in the same restaurant, a couple of tables apart, and I kept on like, dude, you know, let's leave him alone. He's with his family. It's not okay. And it's a kid. You know, my son's a kid. He's like, can I please come up? I said, okay, let's let's come up together. So I go and I say, my apologies. Is, is uh, you mind uh, taking a uh, photo with my son? That I'm so sorry, but I'm with my family. I, I hope you understand. And I said, of course. Thank you so much. And I walked away. And he was so. He was so honest and genuine about it. I totally get it. But I'm sure that happens to him all the time. And to have that from everybody, and I think I was nice about it. I'm sure some people are not are going to just be jumping over. So that part, I don't know how they deal with it. Talk about draining uh, just energetically. That must be very, very difficult.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it is. You know, it's like, again, you're just, like there's some times where I'm just uh, I'm 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 just out eating and I might just be in a mood where like I don't like I don't I don't know, I don't want to talk to anybody you know what I mean? Someone tries to call my phone or something like I just I just don't want to talk to anybody. Now imagine if like everyone knows you recognizes you and you're in that mood like and you just want to just have a time to yourself. I just I think that's just like a really crazy thing and you know and I respect what Terry Crews did because you do just like in life and. In, in all relationships you have to set boundaries and he he has a boundary that he set and I'm sure that's not him just saying that to you anybody who maybe goes up to him while he's eating or with his family yeah. it's probably the same response so I I, I respect that fully yeah
0: um it's uh, it's actually uh I think a year later I I saw an interview that he was doing that he said when i started you know uh out and i started being uh, recognized and famous i kept signing every uh, every autograph and my wife would say to me we're we're here as a family you know you need to separate the two and he it took him a while to get to the point where he said i can do that without insulting anybody but still having my space so once i heard that it made even more sense and i appreciated it from that perspective but it's uh, maybe, if, if I ever get to the point, uh, I'll try to be like Jerry Seinfeld, who basically doesn't care. Uh, you want to take a picture? Take a picture, you know, hi, hi, and moves on. So Jerry uh, doesn't think of himself uh, as, uh, as anybody uh, that important. Yes, I'm a celebrity, I like it, move on. So it's it's one of those things.
1: I have no idea, I'd love to, <laughs> I have. And that's the key, Is like you never know how yeah. it'll actually be. It's, it's always easy for anybody to say right now, this is how I'll be when I get to this point. But mm-hmm. until you're there and actually dealing with it, and you gotta look at someone like Terry Crews for example, I believe that he's probably a very genuinely nice person from what I've heard. And you every single person that comes up and asks an actor, for the most part for an autograph, I mean those are the people who are supporting that dinner. Those are the, and the, your fans are the people who are supporting your mortgage, supporting yeah. your, your these things and all that stuff so there's a level of appreciation that totally goes into understanding that but there's also there has to be that separation I, again I, I have no idea no one's coming up to me being like oh my god did you cast this one so i have no idea about that but um but yeah i think yeah just that would be really tough that would be really really difficult <laughs> okay. and that's also why i like being behind the camera too because if you're in a room of 100 people Brad Pitt can walk in, and I could, I could almost say with certainty that 99 out of 100 people will go, holy shit, that's Brad Pitt. But if you were David Fincher and you walked into that same room, I think maybe 10 or less would go, I think that's David Fincher. So, and I like that, and I, that's something I really like about being behind the camera is that you can still be creative and you can still have a lot of stuff, but there isn't all that big recognition. <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's an interesting aspect I, and uh, i know some people go into acting because they want to be recognized and they want to be famous and they want to uh you know have- the
1: reason why you should go into acting yeah
0: yeah it's 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 like becoming a doctor because you want to be uh, rich that's not the point uh you want to be a doctor because you're trying to help people you want to be an actor because that's who you are you want to create so you know. Um, okay, I think we've we've come to the uh, casting director uh, lightning round. Uh, director. So <laughs> it's not that many. I think seven that we're asking. So okay. uh, all right. So how many seconds do you need to see if someone is uh, moving forward in their audition?
1: I would say you. Uh, I mean, I, I need to see. I need. I want to see them do the whole scene and then maybe do it again. So however many seconds that might take.
0: Okay,
1: and what if it's self-tape? Uh, self-tape, I mean you have to watch the whole thing. I mean because even if the first 15 seconds they grab your attention, and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. The next minute and a half could be complete off off mark. So you've you, you, you got to watch everything. Directors know that once you get to a certain point, and that's why directors I, I really love and admire because they get to a certain point, when after casting, we we go through and we sift through everything, we present them just the final batch, and then they take that batch and even make it smaller. Then in the room, or it was like in the first, I've heard many directors tell me in the first ten or fifteen seconds, they know if they're the character or not. So. Yeah.
0: And that's that's kind of what I heard. Uh, i in some of the workshop with uh, with workshops with casting directors, they were looking at uh, self tapes and they're like, eh,
1: nope, done move on and they don't watch the rest of it so the fact oh, that, sure. that you can tell like in the beginning if uh, no done but if you're hooked in the 15 first 15 seconds yeah. you got to continue finishing it as a casting director to watch it to make sure but if it's like in the like just like on a set just like um watching an actor's demo reel yeah. Um, uh, I, you know I'd say like have two minutes of drama two minutes of comedy that's it and in the first 15 30 seconds you can watch me like, okay cool they get comedy okay cool they get drama let's have them audition so uh, yeah you can definitely tell much quicker in the first 15 seconds if it's like eh, no versus like oh yes you know makes sense cool thank you
0: um, preferred uh, self-tape background color
1: uh you know, colored I you know, I don't mind. Just don't make it too crazy, you know. I think like, you know, every most offices I've ever been in, we've just had like a nice blue, you know, like a kind of like a blue background. I mean, even if you were to put this kind of gray curtain that I have, uh, that would be fine. Uh you know, uh yeah, you know, just something that's not too crazy, something that doesn't make you look like a floating head. Um you know, yeah, something that makes you contrasted to the back. So, like, that's what we're seeing.
0: Perfect. Um, some have a very specific thing. Let they do one gray.
1: the only one blue. Some, you know, hey, you know, some. If look, here's here's how I see that. Like, if the the background of your self tape if that's what's making the decision on whether or not you're good enough like that's weird to me so i'd like to imagine like you could you could be sitting on top of a chimney and if you have a good self-tape and it's amazing and you're killing it i'm like oh my god this was great i don't know why he's sitting on a fucking chimney but you know why don't we have him tape this again in front of a wall or you know something like that but i'm never going to be like oh my god that performance was amazing. But they're in front of a gray wall, not a blue one, next, you know, like that's that's not it. That's not winning you the job. The but it, it can the reason why casting directors like a certain thing is because we know it can be distracting to certain individuals within our process that are behind the camera as well, whether it be network executives, studio execs executive producers, producers who might not be able to see past that, which is sometimes unfortunate.
0: That's fair. Thank you. Um, dress for the part or dress kind of generic?
1: I think it depends. If it's co-star, I always say dress for the part. Like if, if you're if you're auditioning for uh paramedic or lab tech or nurse one or whatever, you know, barista. Like if you're auditioning for barista and you got a black apron and a hat you can put on, rock it out, man. Put that on. Let me see that. But if you're doing like a bigger guest spot, like Don't don't go so on the nose. And then if it's for a feature film and you're going for a lead or a television show and you're going for the lead, yeah, just you know, uh, embody the character, but you don't need to go in in that in depth. The reason why it works for co-stars is because you're literally auditioning for that specific noun, nurse, like you know, so like let me see that. But if you're auditioning for Michael and he happens to be a nurse, in the character description, like Michael isn't always a nurse, you know what I mean? He does a lot of other things. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, just just I would say co-stars definitely definitely uh, address the part. Perfect. Uh, hold sides or be a book. Look, I, I you know I call them sides for a reason. Hold them by your side. You know, um, it doesn't mean you have to use them, but they're there if you need them. Uh, I've seen a lot of actors come in and they go, they'll take their sides and put it on like a table and be like, I'm up, up." And I'm like, okay, you sure don't want to hold them? I'm like, nope. And they're like, okay, great. And we'll go and two minutes into it, they're like, <laughs> and they'll go and grab them. I'm like, it's cool. Just, you know, hold the sides. If you don't need them, great. But if you got them, you know, cool. Um, accent or no accent? Uh, you mean if you have like, if you have one? uh if uh again it's all
0: it, to me it's all about making uh making choices so sometimes i would read and to me the character reads like somebody with a specific accent oh, you know okay. and british accent southern okay. accent going with an accent or go in, uh standard american uh,
1: unless um look i think make a choice for sure like if you feel that this character for whatever reason if you came in and started doing an an, an Aussie accent for like I was auditioning like a guy named Sal who's like a used car dealer or something like that and you started doing an Aussie accent I'd be like, I, and there's, I'd be like, I don't know why but that that could work. you know, uh, Unless it's specified standard American, um, I mean that's your call as the actor creatively to make that choice. Uh, that's a choice you're going to make and a choice that you will live with no matter what the outcome is. So if you feel that's something you want to do, then that's your creative choice you need to make. Uh, and then the casting director will either like that and say, hey, that's really interesting, never thought that. Or they'll say, hey, I don't know why you did that, but can we try it without the accent? And then we can play with it without the accent. Or they go, no thanks, that's it. It's it's
0: fair, it just sometimes, and it, it happens to me with uh, with lyrics, I write lyrics. so. When I'm writing something um, with lyrics, I hear music in the back of my mind. Sometimes it's uh, it's music that I know, sometimes it's something that just comes up, but I write and it works. So sometimes when I'm reading sites, a kind of the character and the way that they move uh, and the way that they speak, those things just kind of appear. And you know, the accent part. That would be naturally embodying the character as I see it. So that's that's where it was.
1: That from. is your creative again. I always I like actors who make bold choices and actors who make committed bold choices who commit to them one hundred percent. So if you committed to that and you went for it, again do it. I would say come in and do that, and then you have to see what we might say to that.
0: I remember one time I was doing a reading and I kind of broke a rule that I know of. But it was a um, audition. It was a, a used car salesman. And just very, very cheesy, you know, kind of in your face. Come on, you know you need this car. And to me, he read like a guy who would be talking while chewing gum. So I went into audition chewing gum knowing that it may be hated. And the casting director, I did the
1: read, casting director looked at me saying, I like it. Get her the fucking gum. But Yeah. Yep. And what's cool about that too is you got to think like they have the take of you doing that so sometimes I might say like he or she like I said that they might because they liked you doing that but now they go hey get rid of the fucking gum because now they want to just have a version of it without that so they could present both if needed and say hey look I kind of like this guy's choice that he did chewing the gum but here's like a clean version of, of this you know cool.
0: Uh, I think that answers the next question that I had over risk or play safe.
1: I mean, uh, I mean, that's I, I think that's like, yeah, I don't think anyone has to answer that question. You know, with great risk comes great reward. And if you play if you play life safe, then like what's the point of life? Like don't like especially in this business of being creative, like risk takers are the ones that create the most amazing stuff. So. I will always say without a shadow of a doubt, risk over safe any day. Good.
0: Uh, Last question in this lightning round. Um, One thing that actors do in an audition that drives you batty?
1: Oh man, the worst thing for me is when an actor comes into a room and I don't care, I, I mean if I'm reading 40 actors to 60 actors in a day let's say, for like a guest star, co-star, well, who knows? I'm not co-star, but just who knows what different roles. If, if, <laughs> if an actor comes in, I ask every actor, "Hi, how are you today? Great. Do you have any questions?" <clears throat> and if the first question out of an actor's mouth is, "What's my frame?" I'm dead to you.
0: Wow. Hmm? Uh,
1: p- please continue. I'll, 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 I'll respond back in a second. Yes, because my thing is, um, you know, I've heard actors like, oh, well, we're probably asking that because we want to know what we can do or this or that. But like if that's your number one question and you've had all these sides and you have the idea or you think the character and this and that and all these different factors. If this is what you think is going to make or break your audition, then I know you're not here focusing on the right thing. Hmm. I know you've done some probably weird class that taught you to, like, look at on camera this or that or whatever. Like, just come in with the character. Come in with a character. Come in with a moment before. Come in with a choice. Come in with uh, a magic pocket. Come in with a leading center. Come in with the tools that you hopefully have learned over the years by studying and not caring what you look like on camera. If you want to fall down, fall down my my person running the camera will follow you. If you want to walk in the frame, say hey, I'm going to walk in the frame. We will follow you. If you want to do this, you want to do this, do that. But if you come in and you say, "Hey, what's my fr- what's my frame?" I'm just like, "Why is that going to change your is that going to change your idea of the how you're going to do this?" No, then shut the fuck up. Like then like why do that? That's my take. I don't like that.
0: Um Thank you for answering in that way because I've been to classes where casting directors were telling you you have to ask what's my frame in order to see where are my hands, you know what what am I going to be able to do, and if you don't ask that question, they would say wrong. What did we say? You have to ask what's my frame. So uh, if you're getting those people, they may have been
1: taking the same classes. I guess I just don't understand. What that's going to do? Like, what? What does you know in your frame? What's it? What's it do? Um, I'm guessing. So I'm guessing that again, the the
0: camera um, will automatically try to auto uh, auto adjust. And if you're moving, they're worried that they're not gonna get. Okay, I don't know. But I
1: specifically, uh, don't live, I don't live in 1982. Like trying to auto adjust on a camera. I I, I have very nice HD equipment that's very nice very you know uh up to date if you move and you want to do something it's gonna be fine it's gonna be okay i just don't understand the whole what's my frame again this is just my opinion maybe every other casting director in the world goes brandon you're crazy every actor should know their frame i don't i don't get it no, it's it's
0: it's perfect and that's why I, I I will be asking these questions of the many casting directors that I'll have on the show because I want to know and hopefully yeah. you're not the only one who says that.
1: Being on set. I can understand that being on set because yeah. there's yeah. limitations that you have to have. Yeah. You can't be like going like this and again if you're doing that anyways like what are you doing you know but I, I, yeah I just I don't understand. I don't understand that question in the casting process because that's like you're there to I uh, yeah I just to me I've never ever I've understood that I don't get it so you can see my passion on not understanding that
0: that's very passionate thank you for that um to piggyback off of it and this is not a lightning round, but I have to ask this question so um again different casting directors different uh, uh philosophies some casting directors don't want you to ask any questions they want you to come in prepared do your thing and if they need to direct they will um but what question do you like to hear and i'm not saying that everybody people if you're watching this that's not me saying uh please
1: do this every time you uh, yeah. you go to brandon, brandon but yeah what question do you like yeah i don't think you like if you have like a legitimate question like the pronunciation of a certain word that's like maybe difficult or pronunciation of a character's name and you say yeah you know what like it's written like I'm not sure how do you say this character's name oh it's it's Charlinette like okay great like you know like how those kind of things amazing or if you have a question of like okay great like you know I didn't get the script so is this character really is this character like this or that, or like how do you how does this how does this end, or whatever it might be? Questions that help you understand maybe more the tone or not the tone, but like it may be the tone, but to understand the character more, to understand who this person is um I you know we can talk about that all day, you know, so I like when actors have those kind of things, you know. Uh, and it doesn't mean you have to have a question if I say hey, do you have any questions? You can say no I just rather get I, a lot most actors go. You know what? I just kind of want to give it a shot and we can just play from there. I'm like sounds good. I, I like that yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's I don't know just if you have questions on the character or if you have questions on the script
0: Perfect. Thank you um, As we wrap up because they've taken a lot of your time already oh, uh, don't worry about Thank you. I, I'd love to have you back because I have a lot a lot more questions to ask. Sure. Uh, if uh, if I didn't ask you a question that you really wanted me to ask, uh some information that you really want to relay to our viewers, what would
1: that be? Um I don't know. You've asked a lot of really great questions. So uh you're a very good interviewer. You know, I don't really I don't really know what else. I guess I would just one of my favorite things I heard, um, I mean, this was a long time ago, but uh, when it comes to acting, is to ask permission, mm. is to see denial. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, never, and you never have to apologize either in a casting room. Like, if you mess up, I don't, I don't need you to apologize. You didn't do anything wrong. I mean, if you trip and you or you knock over my lights and break them, or you you somehow break something accidentally, or you you clog the toilet and it overflows, sure, say hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Mistakes mm-hmm. happen, but when you come in the room and you're trying to explore creatively something, you don't have to apologize for for anything that you do if you if you have to start from the top or if you have to let's take it over again that's that's okay that's part of your job you know
0: yeah perfect well brendan thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it um you know we'll uh, we'll have all of the links to uh, to your company and uh to all the interviews that i've mentioned that you've done and to sherry's um thank you it's it's been enlightening and i i really appreciate you mentioning passion one more time but I really appreciate that passion is translating into creating that environment that's collaborative that allows everybody to be successful in it. And yeah. that
1: to me is key. And I mean, like, what's the point? Like, what's otherwise, what's what's the point? You know, like, well, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing then? Like, you know, yeah, what are we doing?
0: Perfect, let's leave it at that. Thank you again, Uh, everybody tune in. We're gonna have a lot more with uh, casting directors, directors, actors, producers, all to talk about our love of acting. Thank you. (laughs)